As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it, and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Greetings, everyone. It is so good for you to join me again on Second Chance Coaching. We are in episode seven, already episode seven in our third season. Time goes by really fast. (laughs) As always, it is my hope all is well with you and yours on your side of the world. Everything continues to be going well with me and mine on this side of the world. And as I share in my circles, everything is good, but busy. And at times that business could be a little overwhelming and could certainly overflow into a, into a chaotic atmosphere. Now, in speaking of business, it is that delicate balance between busyness and chaos. And we certainly don't want to make, get it going into a chaotic atmosphere. And this leads us into this week's topic of this week's podcast episode, into the second lesson we're highlighting from the leadership lessons of the Navy SEALs. And that lesson is to get comfortable with chaos. Now, historically, I've never really been comfortable with being in any type of chaotic environment. And I certainly don't endorse that a perpetual chaotic environment is even healthy. But being comfortable in chaos, being in that eye of the storm, can really enable one to optimally master one's environment and while they re- and also remain clear-minded while surrounded by a whole lot of mess. In the book, the Navy SEALs exhaustively plan and outline missions to account for every known situation or contingency. But even a highly trained and effective unit like the Navy SEALs still cannot anticipate everything. As we talked about last week, there are way too many va- there's always way too many variables that one cannot predict. And due to the unpredictability of the unknown, the Navy SEALs apply creative problem solving by bringing extra weaponry, carrying extra gear, maintain a versatile organizational structure, and really embrace unconventional approaches to finding a solution. In their doing this, what would be our takeaway on this? Whether Whether you're at work, whether you're building a business, whether you're in school, or certainly going along on your reentry journey, the fact of the matter is that deadlines change, budgets change, strategies change, technologies change, objectives change, policies and procedures change. And a former coworker of mine would always say the only thing constant is change. And the successful adaptation to change is the clear demarcation between victory and defeat. And when one experiences change, there's a degree of chaos, sometimes a large degree of chaos. Other times, maybe not so much, but usually it's pretty much a large degree of chaos. Now, currently, this is something that just happened just today at work. 
in the state of Florida for community colleges, and I think for state universities as well, we now have a new graduation requirement for our students. And that graduation requirement is that students have to take an American history class or national government class as part of their social behavioral science requirement, plus take a civic literacy exit exam as part of the overall civic literacy competency requirement for students who start college this fall term. For our bachelor's programs and our other programs, students could usually move up their effective program term, which means that the, the requirements of classes in which they need to take, they can move it up if they figure, figure that the new requirements of students coming behind them is a little easier than the, than or may more favorable to graduating or graduating faster than when they started their program. When we ran the report, we had four students who appeared to have changed their effective terms because they had a more liberal they had a more liberal path to graduation. Like more of their elective courses would count towards their degree and could put them in a position to graduate this term. And the end of this term is in a month, in five weeks. The meeting of the new graduation requirements for the civic literacy, them about to graduate, was certainly the meeting of a very, very chaotic storm, which not only would affect the four students in our program, but looks like it's going to be affecting over 100 students across the college. A great many of us saw this problem and we were like, whoa, it's a, this is a lot to deal with. So currently, we said we need to come to the table to solve this problem because the civic literacy legislation, along with the combination of students which who moved up their effective terms and didn't expect to have this graduation requirement thrown upon them, is now a situation that we have to solve and help them navigate through this situation. Now, in the case of my program and the BAS program, there only seem to be four students who are affected by this, by this dynamic. I'm grateful that it's a small number and the issues could be solved, but it's still issues that have to be solved nevertheless. And on the day that I'm recording this in my weekly staff meeting today, I explained all of this to, the, to, to my staff and outlined the students that were being affected by this. And one of my student, one of my advisors, I'm sorry, stated that they didn't want to have that conversation with the students. They did not want to have that conversation. They knew it was going to be a tough conversation. They knew it not, would not go well, and they just did not want to have that conversation in no way, shape, or form. I emphasized that as much as I understood and appreciated their position, that just is not going to be an option. You know, we service students, and we got to have those tough conversations. And in this case, it's going to be a tough conversation. But we could get through this together. Right now, the students don't know what's going on, but time is of the essence. We're talking about five weeks away from graduation, and this is going to have to be solved before those five weeks are up. Now, we took a look at all the students' situations. We said, let's examine the four cases. And in examining the four cases, we found a solution right away in one of them. One student just started the program this term. So we had plenty of time to incorporate the requirement for the civic literacy requirement for this student and incorporate it as part of their educational plan. Not a problem at all. Two other students actually have the required courses. One is actually completing the course. One is actually taking the course already. So both students just needed to take the test, which would be coming soon. So as long as, they, as, long as one of the students who has taken the courses passes the class and they both pass the test, both of them will be okay. We were left with the final student. <clears throat> 
the one student that neither has taken the class nor, of course, hasn't taken the test, and because no one's able to take the test yet. But in examining it further, there's still an opportunity for the student to graduate. First of all, we'll need to have that student take the, take the exam. Like I said, that's a universal requirement that they would have to do just like their other classmates would have to do. So they have to take that test and pass it. Now, the biggest challenge with being five weeks out is to how do we get them to take a class that there's no more room to take a class this term? I checked with the testing center and the American history or government class is a class in which a student could take a test to test out of the class and receive credit for the class by passing a comprehensive exam for the course. So it's a pretty big hoop, pretty big hoops to, 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 to jump through, but it's not impossible. And if the student could pass that test out class for government or history and pass the competency exam, it'll enable the student to graduate this term, even though those hoops are gonna be there for them to jump through. Now with this student, these four students, as well as the other students in our program, and I'm quite sure it's gonna happen college-wide, There'll be a time pretty soon that we'll have to hold a student forum to present these issues and also present these solutions to the students in the midst of all this chaos. Now, my students, the students that are affected by the program I manage, I'm quite sure the students at large will not be happy. But like I said, my team and a lot of other team of professionals, you know, we're, we're going to be solution driven and solution minded and we're going to be successful humbly to survive and enable to navigate through the chaos because we're going to be successful to meeting these new demands and meeting these new needs. And anybody who is able to navigate and thrive through these new demands and new needs will survive because they're comfortable and we are all comfortable in handling chaos. And you, in your reentry journey and the life challenges that you're probably facing this very minute, the chaos that's in front of you right now, you're going to be able to handle that chaos as well. And you're probably saying to yourself, just like I said to myself today, handling this chaos is really something we got to do one step at a time. I don't know how we're going to get it done, but we'll get it done one way or another. But I thought to myself, I was interested to know, is there like a, some universal ways or is there a way in which one handles chaos? What methods that one could utilize to do that? And of course, you know, I Googled it and I, and I found an article on a website called InPowerCoaching.com. That's InPowerCoaching.com. And I found an article by Ms. Lex Schrader. And she outlined five methods that one could use to handle chaos. One, learn how to surf. You know, I'm not a surfer <laughs> by nature, but you know, when one is on a surfboard and they're on the water and they're gliding with the waves, no one, you never see a surfer fight against the waves. They use the power of the water to glide and get through and get from one point to the next. Being that through the turbulence and through the force of the water, they're flexible. They're open to change. They're going with the flow. And that's something that we should do in when, when we're trying to handle chaos. Secondly, you want to use your voice by offering what you can and asking for what you need. And asking what you need from a solutions-driven standpoint. And that's what it is that we do all the time. We use our voice to look at look to look to at where the solutions are and offer what it is that we have. The third thing would be to find your community. Utilize the other professionals around you 
and have a collective think tank to say, let's think about these solutions together because together we can come up with optimal solutions to not only service the students, but to serve each other. Number four, run some experience, run some, ex not experience, run some experiments. Have the courage to try something new. Be unorthodox. As a higher education professional, my priority is always to service the students first. Not by violating policy and procedure of the institution, but I'm certainly going to work all the way up to policy and procedure in the interest of serving the student. Even if that, that experiment or that method may be a little unorthodox or something different that we've never handled before. And the fifth thing, and I love this method, <laughs> the method is to play. If you feel like things are going on and things are really getting tough, take a couple minutes, walk around, get some fresh air, play solitaire at your computer. I love to walk away, get some fresh air, get my get some steps in, put in my earbud, and basically listen to some music for about 15 to 20 minutes. Doing that gives yourself a, a chance to refresh your mind, reset your mind, and continue to have fresh ideas what's going on. You're able to master all these things in a chaotic moment and utilize these methods. And I'm quite sure there's other methods one could use as well. But certainly you don't want chaos to be a constant. But it is there. These methods are there to be, to be able to adapt and to handle change and handle that change at, at the workplace, at home, in the reentry journey. And whatever challenge that's in front of you, because when you're able to utilize these methods, when you're, conquer, when you're conquering it, you're utilizing the same methods that these elite Navy SEALs have used, and they've been very successful. And that power that's in them to be successful by utilizing these methods, that power is in you too. Never doubt that that power is in you. It's there. And guess what? It's always been in you. As I've discovered, whether through my reentry journey, through work challenges, that power has been in me. And I know for a fact, whatever you're facing right now, Whatever chaos is in front of you, whatever is surrounding you, that power is in you as well. It's always been in you. So I encourage you, be comfortable in your power. Have those tough conversations. Don't run away from the chaos and confront it. And the chaos at the end of the day will just be background noise. Believe me, you got this. You got this. You're going to handle it. And you'll be able to be comfortable in the chaos as well. I look forward to catching up with you next time. Take care and be well. Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.